This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth-focused e-commerce brands drive more sales with super-targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and this is one of my solo shows. What I want to talk about today is the 10, it might be the R, the 10 things that you need to think about for your website in 2019. Websites are not something that we finish and we're done with. They continue to evolve. Behavior changes. People get used to a certain thing, trends. We've got to be reacting to all of these to make sure that we're getting the most out of our website. And that's really, it's not point number one. Let's call this point number zero. <laughs> what is the goal of your website in the first place? What are you trying to get people to do? What do you hope the people do when they come to your website? Or are you just trying to get more eyeballs? Are you trying to get more readers? Are you trying to get more subscribers? Do you ultimately want people to buy from you or set an appointment with you? These are the things we have to keep in mind as you build a website. There is no one way to build a website and have it do everything that could possibly happen in your business. So one of the first steps that you might want to think about doing is to understand more about how a user experiences your website today. Regardless of how much traffic you're getting, they're leaving little breadcrumbs for you. There are tools out there that can test user experience. Now, you might want to think about doing it in person, too. Get a couple friends around and say, call up my website. What's the first thing you want to click on? Or let's say you were somebody wanting to buy XYZ. Or let's say you were trying to find out if I was a good company uh, that I might consider doing business with. What would you do? Just see what people do, how they react, how long it takes them to find how to call you, uh, something of that nature. You want to pay attention to that. But there are also some digital tools out there. One that's been around forever, uh, um, a favorite of mine, Neil Patel's Crazy Egg, uh, just like it sounds, Crazy Egg. What you do is you put a little code on your website and uh, it will produce a report that shows you uh, what are called heat maps, the way people kind of consume content on your site, what they click on, where they hover, where they stop, how they scroll. It's really amazing information that you can learn. And a lot of times what it'll show you is, oh, that big blue button over there, nobody sees. <laughs> you know, the thing that I want them to do, they're not doing. So it can give you some real insight. Now I want to get into the top 10 things. I don't know if these are the top 10, but 10 things that I want you to focus on. Um, and the first one is actually, it's, it's not really a do, it's a not do. Um, let's kill the sliders. It's 2019. Let's get rid of the sliders and the carousels and all the stuff that, sorry to pick on you web designers, that web designers you know, built into every site for the last five years. They serve no purpose. They're a terrible user experience. They maybe look good and you get to like so make sure that that person like knows you sell all five of these things, <laughs> but they don't do you any good. Kill the sliders um, and, and kill anybody who recommends a slider. How's that? Um, number two, let's start with a promise to solve a problem. I don't care what you do. I don't care how long you've been in business. I don't care what products you sell. I want to know that you know what my problem is, that, that you know how hard it's been to get XYZ solved or how hard it is to get somebody to come out and give you a quote or how hard it is to get somebody to show up on time. That's the stuff that you ought to put on the top of your website. The very first thing that I see on my phone, which 
I'm jumping ahead of myself, but uh, it's certainly a tool that, <laughs> that you need to be designing for. It's the first thing that I want to see because it's the start of my journey. It's the front door. I don't want to come to your website and try to figure out, okay, maybe they have what I need here if I click around enough. I want you to hit me right between the eyes and, and make me, force me say, wow, these guys get it. These guys know what it is I'm trying to buy. It's not your product. <laughs> it's not your service. It's a solution to my problem. So um, I've been saying this now for a number of years, but I, I fully contend that the organization that understands the problem and communicates that they understand the problems that I'm trying to solve are the ones that are going to win today. So from a design standpoint, this is number three. From a design standpoint, that's one of those things that aesthetics change. Things come and go. You know, you can look at a website and go, ooh, that looks like that's, you know, 10 years old. That's dated. It's like everything. It's like hairstyles. <laughs> it's like clothes. Um, but a lot of it's dictated, I think, by usability. It's not just dictated by, oh, I like that look. You know, that color's in. A lot of it has to do, again, with usability, with what allows me to consume the content or move around uh, on the journey that you want me to go on in the easiest fashion. And so today, and you'll you'll probably notice this if you look around now, white space is back in again. <laughs> we can't cram everything together. You really need to air it out. It's, it, I, I think what happened was everybody tried to, there was a period there where everybody felt like, well, okay, here's above the fold. Everything that's important has to go above the fold. And we crammed stuff together. Take a look now. It, it, it The long form scrolling homepages are extremely, extremely popular. And the reason for that is uh, the, the way in which people consume behavior. We or consume content. We don't click around now. We want to just scroll down the page and go from this element to this element. It's almost like we're being sucked into the journey. And white space allows you to not only uh, create a better journey, you can air out content. It's not So it's not just a matter of having big blocks of, of white space. It might be white space between your lines, between your headline uh, spacing. So it doesn't, it, it, it allows the, the entire page uh, to breathe, which, which has the tendency to put focus really on the most important elements. Number four, fewer choices. Don't try to give everybody, if you're this, or if you want this, or if you have this problem, <laughs> click here. Um, and that's that's what we used to do in the old days. You know, you had the, pay, the homepage was called an index. And the reason for that was it was like the index of a book. It's like, here's everything that we have on our site. Click on one of these links. On your homepage, on your website, What do you? what's the intent? What do you want people to do? Don't try to sell everything. You've got to make some choices. <laughs> You've got to say, I mean, and what, the easiest way to make a choice about what you want to feature uh, is what's the most profitable? Where, where's the biggest opportunity for you? Don't worry that you are not going to have everything because all that does is confuse and 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 wear people out. <laughs> if they've got to wade through stuff, they're just not going to. They're going to leave. Now, having said that, number five. <laughs> You want to have strong calls to action in a number of places because what happens is as people are scrolling, that button that says, well, get a free quote or that button that says, get a free report needs to be somewhere on your page, maybe a couple times. You need to sell that call to action. Why would I want that free report? What's in it? What's valuable about it? So many people still have sign up to get updates. Well, who wants 
updates. What are updates? <laughs> Offer me something that sounds very valuable and useful right now, and you can have three or four different calls to action on your website. In fact, you should. Um, you, you people. Some people just want to contact you. Some people want to dive in and get a little uh, more information. So you can have and uh, mix up some of those calls to action. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a bit a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond. Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com beyond BF, beyond Black Friday. Number six, and I'm not sure if this is really your website or if this is just a marketing principle, but <clears throat> build more landing pages. And what I mean by that is pages that are not built necessarily because they're going to rank for some key phrase. Build them for all of your ads, for all of your locations, for all of your product services, uh, products and services, uh, so that you can drive people to things that have a very specific intent or a very specific need. So don't just try to lump everything together. Um, think about airing things out and building these landing pages. Number seven, um, I work with a lot of folks that have lots of content. We've been talking about it for years, and so some of you have actually listened and you've built lots of content. But it's just kind of scattered. You put it on a blog and it's out there and it's, you know, if somebody read it that day, great. But otherwise, good luck finding it ever again. Let's start going through all of your content and start understanding, gosh, there's 10 articles here that are kind of related. If somebody's looking for X, they're going to want to read these other nine articles too. How can we get them to those? Start internally linking your content that you've written over the years. Go as far as building something I've been calling hub pages. If you want to look that up, just, just hub pages, duct tape marketing, and you'll see I've done another podcast like this just on that idea. Start building tables of content around your, your content that is significant. So for example, um, I sell local marketing services. And so I wrote the guide to local marketing services and created that as a page. Um, and in that page, it just breaks down. Here are the five major sections of local marketing. And here's 18 articles uh, that go into that. And all of these, all of this content is interlinked. So I maybe have a hundred pages that are built kind of in a, almost like a course fashion. And every single business can do that for their most important topics. And that's the way uh, Google wants to see content today. And if you've got a lot of this content already, um, there's no reason why you can't build that right into what it is uh, that, that you've already built. And, and the, the SEO value of that is going to be so significant. Number eight, uh, the last couple of things are really kind of technical things, um, but they're important. Uh, mobile first. And I know you've heard a lot of people say that. I'm not about talking about mobile marketing. I'm talking about the mere fact that for a lot of businesses, 70 and 80% of the views of their website are on a mobile device. If you're talking to a designer, you need to tell them, you need to make sure that you emphasize uh, what your viewer count is and on mobile devices. So go into your analytics, look at the device report, and it'll show you your 
what people are using to view your website. And, and I'm seeing 70 and 80% for certain types of businesses. So if that's the case, doesn't it make sense that you should look at your website the way 70 or 80% of your people are looking at your website and say, wow, that's a good experience. That's a bad experience. Oh, how can we move this here? And, and it doesn't matter. It can always be designed for that 20% of the laptop people. But so many designers are still stuck in this rut of, you know, they've got this 37-inch screen <laughs> they're designing, and it looks beautiful in there. But the fact of the matter is very few of your people that you want to buy from you are looking at your website that way. Look at your website on your mobile device and make sure that whoever's doing the design on your site is doing the same thing. <clears throat> Page speed. Load speed for your pages has become a significant ranking factor for Google, but let's face it, it's a bad experience if your website loads slowly. Get over to the Google Page Speed Analyzer and start looking at your website right now. And, and, and if, if you're not getting greens for both mobile and for your desktop site, then you need to contact a program. You need to find somebody who can work on it. A lot of times, it's the it's it. Sometimes it's technical issues. I mean, WordPress. You know, when you start adding all these plugins to it. You start uh, uploading large images that haven't been uh, optimized. Uh, you're not using a content uh, delivery network. I mean, there's so many things that can slow your website down, and you'll get some hints from using this Google tool which is a free tool that will help you kind of at least have a game plan for what needs to be fixed. Sometimes it's just, you know, you've got a really bad old theme, and so it may just take a little uh, design work to get that uh, uh, fixed. The last one, number 10, secure. You need to have in front of your website that little HTTPS, not just HTTP. And what that means is that uh, your all of your site and your data through your site is being encrypted. So that if somebody, particularly if somebody is going to give you any kind of information about themselves, it's being passed through on an encrypted site. Now, Google has gone to great lengths in the Chrome browser to make sure that pe more people are doing this. They say that it is also a ranking factor. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense because uh, um, you know people want that idea of security. They want to be able to pass data uh, securely, and and so Google is telling people this site is secure, this site is not secure. So even from a branding standpoint, to have that not secure in the browser window is probably just not something that you want to be associated with. It doesn't mean that your site's unsafe, but there are certain elements of it that that are unsafe. And so particularly if somebody's going to pass, say their email address even, that email address in an unsecure site is open to, to hackers um, because it's not encrypted. So uh, that's my top 10, at least right now. I, I keep saying top 10, it's not really a top 10. Um, that's my 10 things that I think you need to focus on um, if, if you want to get your website to produce a little better value for it. Um, on that last point of the secure, you know, a lot of the, the web hosts today have realized that that is a, uh, an important topic. So a lot of web hosts are actually offering that as part of their hosting services. Uh, we recommend for WordPress hosting a, a tool called Pressable. Um, those sites come automatically with a secure certificate. You'll get that HTTPS uh, just uh, automatically. Um, they'll help you optimize some of your uh, things for page load speed. So uh, there's a lot of really good reasons to go with a good 
higher quality, pay a little more for a higher quality web host. Um, and again, I, I can't say enough about Pressable. I really love what they do. Uh, it's all WordPress, uh, WordPress only. So, all right, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, love your reviews. Love your any feedback you want to send us. Um, I get a lot of feedback from folks saying they like these solo shows. So uh, at least for the immediate future in 2019, I'm going to keep doing uh, maybe as many as one of these a week. So uh, keep tuning in. Keep saying hi. I appreciate it, and uh, take care. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.